morning and welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. It's the Sam Boner Show. As always, I'm Sam Boner Mick alongside my good friend, Mr. Colin Thompson. And one hell of a guest on our hands here today. And, you know, unfortunately, we're coming... Uh, we're coming up on just a, just a, oh man, a frustrating game six loss, Sixers Celtics, but a good friend of the, uh, of the Sam Boner show, Mr. Mike Gill from 97.3 ESPN has joined us. What is going on, Mr. Gill? I'm doing well. I'm drawing as best as I could after a game six loss and, uh, you know, we'll chop it up. I'm, uh, I'm used to it though, right? We can hit record from every year previous and have the same conversation. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Man, somebody said. What did somebody posted this morning? The uh, the quadruple doink. What was that? The the uh, Leonard from Toronto. Like that's the kind of shit that Philadelphia sports fans have to put up with on a regular, regular basis. Now, last you know, last night was just one of those you know crazy situations. Sixers down sixteen, Mike. They finally get the uh, the, the game back in their hands twice. Yeah, they were up two, and they had four or five possessions to go up two scores, maybe three scores, and they could not find the fucking ocean. I mean, everybody was just dead cold, and they went completely flat in the fourth quarter. Tire, uh, you know, what's his face? Jason Tatum gets hot, and the story was over in a matter of minutes. Colin, I mean, That's just one of those situations, about, right? That's the worst part about it is Tatum is playing horrible. I mean. I saw people posting on social media like, see, they should have taken Markel Fultz because Tatum was playing so bad. It was a joke, obviously. Tatum's awesome. And then he hits that three, and you're like, uh-oh. Because the way he plays, if you don't beat them on a night where he plays like that in your building, what is it about playing at home with all the energy where you, you're you a professional athlete? Colin? Why can't the players get up to that level when the fans are there they're jacked up it's disappointment all the time mvp award joel Embiid, who's gonna ring the bell and then the team comes out flat is it like too much i think it has nothing to do with it as much as it breaks the fans hearts it's all about just executing a player and the best players are the smartest who focus the longest that's it it's so boring of an answer. Yes, it's buzzing. The place is going crazy. There's juice. But at the end of the day, what do you think the away team feels? They feel the same juice. You're almost energized more because you're going into en enemy territory. So to me, it's just about executing and who could focus the longest. And that's who wins the games. Who can make Kyle, the least a good point, though. Is there, is there some sort of like mental capacity? Like I'm, I'm a big golf fan, right? I think golf is probably more of a mental sport than this physical but it's you look at guys like James Harden you look at guys like Jason Tatum like they almost have on and off buttons like they're 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 some they're diving all over the floor one minute and they're watching rebounds go by the next it's like yeah that's the problem like golf you, you mentioned man you have to be mentally zoned in a hundred percent for every shot if you're only at 85 percent for a shot you're gonna pull it 15 percent somewhere and 15 percent in that game is just awful and if you are in bass, like we're watching, I guess I was having the conversation with somebody today about like home court, home field, you play all year for home court. And it, the Celtics are nine and 10 in their last 19 home playoff games. We see it in hockey all the time. The home team never wins. It seems like in hockey that, that devil's uh, Ranger series, it was reverse. We see it in baseball all the time. I mean, having home field doesn't matter. Football, it seems like the home field is a little bit more of it, a factor. It matters. It matters because of the snap the count. count. Right, the no, the noise. But in basketball, it seems like more, last night, Phoenix is at home. Chance to extend that series. They lose by 30. It doesn't seems matter. A jumper's a jumper, right? Like, it, it's all high-pressure jumpers, right? Uh, the thing about hockey, like, yeah, it creates a loud, but, like, no one's like, gets in the goalie's head, like, a little bit, right, back in the old days. But, like, at the end of the day, with football, you can't hear the snap count. So that's a whole nother beast. And yeah. I'm not going to go down that algorithm of how that affects everything. People think it's jumping off sides. No, it's a whole nother can of worms when it comes to just playing in rhythm and offensively, you can't get into rhythm. So I think to answer your guys' question, it's a shame, right? Because you have these long seasons and you're and you're grinding in 82 games for the NHL and the NBA. I mean, talk about endurance athletes. And then 
you're going to late in the playoffs. You get home home court, and everyone's like, "Oh, we're so excited to be home." Hasn't really paid off for people. Yeah, and you know, it's funny as for as much as I I can't I despise Marcus Smart. I really do. He's just one of those guys that make you cringe. But he's on your team. I'm gonna say you love him. You, Mike, you hit, you hit it on the nose, Mike. Like he's the, the the shit that's coming out of his mouth. It's like we want that to be coming out of Tyrese Maxey's mouth. Like he's right. This if if you're not leaving that court with some sort of blood dripping down your your side, you didn't play hard enough. And last night was just a just a situation where you know in the, when it, when the time mattered most, they they well, didn't have any of that blood or they had sweat coming so down there in the game in Boston they played high energy from start to finish it seems like anyway now I had Jim Lynham on my show and I asked him about that and he said they're always playing high energy but like what they did last night does not look like they did you know are they not playing as hard are they not playing with the same focus I don't know but what they did in Boston was not the same like not the same pass movement defensively the ball was swinging and they're they were right up in front. They were regrouping defensively on game five in Boston that they weren't doing last night. Now, Boston wasn't hitting any shots either. And you wonder, like, all right, Boston's not shooting well. They're a little tight, so we're a little tight. I don't know, man. I mean, that's why whatever you see in one game, you can't – even in football. Oh, Carolina looked great on Sunday. They're going to beat so-and-so. No, whatever they did on this Sunday is over and done with. Every game is a new compartment. Yeah, and it's a great point because at the end of the day, it just comes down to like a bounce or two and it changes everything. We just talked about the Raptor situation. Like if if that ball bounces and nicks the corner of the backboard with Kawhi Leonard, like it changes the hit the whole trajectory. And well, no matter yeah, how look, game five, Marcus Smart hit that three just a you know, two, two tenths like, of a second late. And we're not even talking energy and defense. It's just timely plays. And don't beat yourself. Like, it's so boring, but we did it. I've been a part of Coach Rule Tree. That's, like, his number one mantra. Like, if you don't beat yourself, you give your chance yourself a chance to win. And, like, the teams that beat themselves the most, there's teams – players are too good. It's Well, I done. think once you – we're talking about home court advantage and it's not, like, it's the same. I think part of that is because the difference between Team 2 and Team 8 now is so small. Back in the yeah. day – the difference between team two and two team seven was so wide that you didn't have to be your best and you could be at home. And that team wasn't coming into your building because they simply weren't good enough. Now the difference in talent between team two and team seven in a play, if you were in the NBA playoffs and you were the eight seed, the seven seed, the six seed, the five, you weren't winning. Like no. you go back through history and look, there's like one number five seed. One, you know, nobody, if unless you were one, two or three, won an NBA title. And if you weren't one or two, it was rare. Now it's a wide open field and that shrinks the home court advantage because the talent disparity is not so great anymore. Yeah, no. And you got a guy, you know, you got a guy in Jimmy Butler who is playing like Michael Jordan. And, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, that guy turns his game up. He's going to be really tough to beat. Now, granted, well, now the Knicks the whole in the NBA, you have like the load management stuff where these guys don't play every night, they don't care about the regular season. So I'm 45 and 37, and I make the playoffs as long as I'm in and healthy. So now this Heat record looks like they were an average team, but they were had a lot of injuries early in the year, you know, like that. And then you know the Lakers. The Lakers are a team that LeBron missed a lot of time. You know, a Anthony Davis missed a lot of time. So if those guys play all 82 games, what's their record? Uh, probably a lot better than the play in. Right, you have two teams that won play-in games that are now possibly going to the conference finals. Shows you, and I don't know if this is a good thing on the business side of sports. What the heck does the regular season mean anymore, other than just earning money for these organizations? Yeah, I think the regular season for both NBA and the NHL has always been exhibition. Honestly. And that's why football, like, is king. And I, I, I say that as a football guy, it doesn't mean it has nothing to do with me playing. No, but I think it, we all agree. Yep. Yeah, it, it's just every game. And you take college football. Whew. Before now, they have fourteen, about to be ten team playoff. But before that, you lost. Like I, I remember vividly being in University of Florida, and you're like, "Man, this is so cool! Like this is bigger than the NFL down there." And you just don't lose. Like you lose one game, it's a wrap. Season's yep. done. Like your goal is national championship. So it was very unique, and 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 that was my birth. So I digress. There's lots to discuss. And and I, I love Mike and I go way back. Mike's been so gracious to me in my media career. Now we've become friends. Mike's been a mentor, a friend, someone I've worked with. He's been in the media company before. 
I did radio with Mike in Cape May. I've done radios in that studio with Mike. I've done radio in Atlantic City with Mike at Chickies. We've done a lot of stuff together. And we appreciate you coming on, Mike. Mike's a Sam Boner at heart. We're going to get into that in a second. Uh, but, Mike, Jersey Shore, Sea Isle episodes coming up at the end of the month. Mike, we do an episode at the end of every month highlighting a different part of the really country that has great food, great drinks, great community. We've done South Philly. We've done Delco. We've done Key West, Florida. Sea Isle is coming up at the end of the month. Can you paint a beautiful picture? Because you're always – and follow Mike on Facebook. Follow Mike on all social media. Mike always does an amazing job bringing up the bars and restaurants and small businesses down the Jersey Shore. You do a great job highlighting it, asking the best places to go. Can you paint a picture of the Jersey, for, Jersey Shore uh, food scene? Well, our show on Fridays on the radio, we dub as Happy Hour Friday. And we basically ask people to text in where they are, what they're drinking, and give everybody a recommendation for the weekend. All right, Friday, tell us what you're having. I'm a huge craft beer guy. I'm a New England hazy IPA guy, all right? So people know that's what I like. So they'll text into the show where they're going, where – and I'll say, look, where can I – I found this beer. Where can I get it in this area? So that is kind of how we've built our Friday shows. And then we'll have people tell us, where are you going? Where are you trying to go to eat? Now, when you talk about the Jersey Shore, I mean, there's just – I mean, everything. You can go from the pizza scene to the Italian scene to the top flight restaurants because you got Atlantic City, you got world renowned restaurants in Atlantic City and some of those casinos. But then you got your little hole in the wall dive bars that are legendary down here. You come down to Margate and go to Robert's Place, you know, the place is about as, uh, you know, 10 feet wide and it only fits about 50 people and they're throwing orange trays at you with wings on them. But that place is elbow to elbow every night of the week in the summertime because of that you go down all the way down to wildwood cape may you know everybody loves the pizza on the wildwood boardwalk sam's you go into sea isle avalon you got mike's seafood you could sit on a picnic table and just kind of lounge you go into strathmere and go to twisties and you know you feel like you're in another world over there right you go to the doville <laughs> and sit on the beach. i mean you tell me a place where you can go from Cape May and get a fine dining restaurant and then hit all the little dives and dumps and everything affectionately dumps. These places are awesome all the way. Up. I did a piece on our website that you could drive from Atlantic city. Really? If you want to start in Brigantine, which is awesome, go over the Brigantine bridge, go through Atlantic city and go all the way down ocean drive. You can find something that you'll go back to every single time through every single city from Brigantine down to Cape May. Mike, you're speaking my language, dude. You're speaking my language. I, I'm going to one-up you there, though. A better way to do it is by boat. Because if you start <laughs> back <laughs> no, you can hit all these spots. I've been campaigning for years to go. I mean, I, I don't know if you how well you guys are aware of the whole Baderfield situation. It's a disaster. They've been trying to sell Baderfield. No one has a plan of what to do. I, I have said, look. I love Baltimore, man. I'm a huge Inner Harbor fan. I love Fells Point. I go down there all the time. That that Bader Field should be like a like a Fells Point with uh, Inner Harbor, with restaurants and bars and shopping, and then boat taxis taking you from there over to Gardner's Basin, where you've got Back Bay, Owl House. You've got uh, well, Sirens. There's a whole story. You know, Sirens, real quick, was an awesome bar. Sirens. It was an old like gas station for boats. All right. I used to go there all the time. They made it a private club. Now you got to pay a $500 minimum to be, and there's only 500 memberships or something like that. But this place was great. Take the boat over there, but you could take the boat literally and go up and down. Wonder bar is a boat spot. You know, uh, I'm Atlanta County. I know a lot of people, probably you guys are more Cape May County. I go down to Cape May County plenty, but the Atlanta County spots like wonder bar, you pull your boat right up there. Bang. You can hang out there all day. I uh, twisties. You ever been to Twisties in Strathmere? Oh my God, dude! It's right next to the Doville, and I was at. You had me smiling ear to ear because you actually pronounced it correct. Like I, I grew up boating from Sea Isle to Strathmere every single day. Like my uncle on nice. wall. It's like clockwork. If you weren't ready at twelve o'clock, that boat was fired up. If you weren't ready at twelve o'clock, Sayonara, take your bike. I'll see you there. Because you had <laughs> to get there early enough to get a spot, and the Doville Inn only had probably a good 
10, 15 spots at the time. Now they've redone it. It's become yeah. a little bit more mainstream. But, yeah, Twisties, they bought, Bell, um, you go over to uh, Summer's Point, you hit the Krabby Shack, and then you can walk across the street. It's like, you know, pretty much flirting with death trying to cross that street. But then you go over there to the Anchorage and then shout out Charlie's Bar, one of the greatest dive yeah. bars in the world. The list goes actually, on and on, dude. I've talked about I wanted to do – a boat taxi service from the ocean city side over to the summer's point side. So you don't have to have people driving over that causeway. And you'd say, well, don't drink and drive. Well, some people are not smart and they try to do it anyway. So why give them the chance to do it? Give them a boat access to go from ocean city over to Krabby's from ocean city over yeah. to Anchorage. Well, you're ocean spot on. Over. I mean, the, the Harbor has it. I just, uh, I just went down to Fort Lauderdale area and Colin directed me to the water taxi there. Just unbelievable up and down the yeah, Hollywood. Hollywood yeah. to Fort Lauderdale, so and we're cool. and I learned the hard way because we're Ubering from a bachelor party. We're Ubering like hundred bucks. It was crazy down there, bachelor party yeah. season, and hundred bucks from Hollywood to Fort Lauderdale. And I'm like, holy I shit! Know, I have a house. In, I have a house in Deerfield, so we use that a lot. Yeah, it's cool. And but in down here in Annapolis, so Annapolis is right next to Eastport. It's all the same thing, but Eastport's a small little town in Annapolis. It'd be like Cape May and West Cape May or whatever. Um, so there's a water taxi. And it's awesome. And you can go like to your house on it. You could say, I want to go to my house. You could say wherever you want to go. I that, like that. It's a, it's small. Yeah. And you could go pretty far with it. Or you can go well, right across the East board and hit four street, which is the best. Freaking you're down in, I go down to Clearwater for Philly spring training. I've been going for 20 years. And another awesome idea for these towns that they invest in is to get these golf cart free rides. You know, they have the Florida free rides down there. You just tip the person. You get advertising to make money, but you offer that service. You're down. Kate May would be great. To they, have they have it, dude. It's now in Kate May. It's now in Wildwood. It. It's making There's it one here in Annapolis. I think I just saw one in Stone Harbor. Mike, on that point, too, I by the Stone way. Harbor had, I did see Stone Harbor had one. Yeah. So, I, Mike, I you and I met. We met in 2008. I was in Clearwater. I'm a big, frequent Clearwater guy. My bachelor party in Clearwater. We rented out the Hooters box, the whole nine. And then we went back there for our first year anniversary in 09. And we went to the bar right across the street from the hotel, and you and your entire team was there, posted up at the bar. We were we were yucking it up for like a good hour. I mean, you probably wouldn't remember tilt it. The, kilt, the old tilted kilt? No, no, that not by the stadium. I know the old tilted kilt, but this was actually right on the Clearwater Beach Strip. I forget the name of the bar, but it was like you and a couple other people from your team, and dude, it was 14, 15 years Aren't ago. You? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been going for so long that there's yeah. so many people we've met that we stay in touch with. We all meet up down. I just got, you know, I went down there this year um, and I love, you know, the whole, the, but so the idea with the, the golf cart, so this goes back to the Phillies world series. So I'm in Cape May and I'm sitting on Washington street, having a beer at uh, what's Washington one of the bars. Uh, no, the, the Irish place. Oh, I'll leave you. Ugly mug. Ugly oh, mug. Ugly mug. Ugly. Yeah. 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 So I'm sitting there having a beer at the Ugly Mug. It's like the middle of the day. I call Colin. I say, I want to watch a Phillies game tonight. Where do I go? He tells me to see you, right? Okay. So I tell my uh, – the the I was staying at the uh, Icona, and they have a shuttle service. The guy says, I'll take you there, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to wait outside because you ain't getting in. I said, dude, it's 6 o'clock. The game doesn't start till 8.30. I don't know if I ever told you what happened. I get there. <laughs> And the place was so packed at six o'clock, I couldn't get a seat, and we left. I I didn't end up watching the game there, so we got in the guy's thing. He drove us back. Uh, I ended up watching. I can't talk about where I watch it because I did have an incident at not with me, but I was a little upset. They had a band. What do you guys think? <laughs> what a week, Dave. Wait, do you hear what Colin has to think about this one? No, I know where he went. You definitely went to Carney's if they had a band. The band came in, and at 10 o'clock, they started rocking. I said, you can't start this band. You can't do it. And the band starts rocking at 10 o'clock. And, and as soon as that band started to play, that dude hit a home run. Well, maybe that was a good thing. No, I hear you. Yeah, you're, yeah it's interesting because Carney's – was that a week, week – Friday night? Philly's game was a sat. It was a Saturday night. Yeah, so that's like a huge – like. It, that's the. It was packed in there. I will say that the people weren't leaving because that band was playing. They it was packed in that joint. But I was like, yeah. Dude. And the bartender, he had a metal thing and a spoon, and he was banging it, booing the band. It was hilarious. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's the that Carney's is like even September. I mean, that will be packed all the way through like November. That's like the I look, party spot. I, I had a good time. The bartenders were cool. I actually yeah, had a funny guys. story about the beer because you know me, I'm a beer snob. 
and their beer was not snobby. All right. So I hey, walked. Mate, no, they didn't even have that. So I walked to the Uh-oh. back. They had two bars. It's like a front bar and then a back bar. And then there's another room. So I walked to the front bar and I'm looking around at the taps and I'm like, this isn't good. So they're like, oh, we have no place else to go. We've been to like four places that we couldn't find a seat. So finally, I'm like, all right. So I walked to the back bar and they have Kona, which I don't love Kona, but I'll I'll hand I'll drink it if I had to. It's not bad. It's just whatever. So I it's ordered the Kona bad. from the guy. I walked back to the front. So I do this like three or four times. Well, then the girl comes over. She's like, do we want to clear out your tab because he's leaving? I said, no, I've been ordering beers at that back bar. Because you don't have the beer at the front. She goes, well, what are you drinking? I said, Kona. She said, oh, no, they just didn't take the top off. You've been drinking victory all night long. Brotherly love. <laughs> You're getting tuned up. You're getting tuned up. Now, right down the street, oh, this is not the Cape May episode, but right down the street, they just added, I think, the best restaurant in Cape May. It's changed the island. It's called Taco Caballito. We and went there. Two, uh, they just TV redid it. Up. Wasn't great. We went upstairs. It was a weird setup in the upstairs where the TV's like behind the bar. We wanted to stay there, but we just did it. They just redid it. Now, I digress again, Mike. Talk about your beer reviews because you're a Sam Boner at heart, what you're doing, and you're part of a beer club. Talk about your whole presentation because it's really cool what you're doing. Love it. Mike. Paging Mike. Down the Jersey Shore, the Wi-Fi is suspect. Call Comcast. You there, Mikey? <laughs> you froze. All right. You said talk about my beer reviews. I'm a sand boner at home. I lost you there. You froze. Okay. I'm sorry. That was on me. Now, talk about your beer reviews. What do you got for us? How they start? Where do you see it going? I love it, man. All right. Fun. So, I used to be flat Miller Lite. That's it. I only drank Miller Lite for years and years and years. And I'm not like a Miller Lite hater or anything. If that's your beer, great. I don't know how it started or when. I can't be like, this is the first time I tried it or whatever. Now, my buddy owns a craft beer bar. It was one of the first craft beer bars in Atlantic City. And I went there and maybe I tried something and I was like, huh. And then all of a sudden, I just started kind of trying and experimenting and I liked it. And now, I mean, I just, I I can't even imagine drinking a Miller Lite anymore for me, not for anybody else. If you're a Miller Lite guy or whatever light beer you like, or maybe a Bud Heavy, don't care. That's on you. So I started drinking the beers, and people always asked me on the show. We started this happy hour Friday, and people would text in beers, and then people wanted to know my thoughts on the beer. So I started – and this is rather new. We've been only doing a couple episodes, but then my girlfriend got me a craft beer of the month. Um, she got it for Christmas. So they send me six beers every month, and then other people started to catch on. So I just started drinking them and smelling them, and then the smell test and the taste and everything, and now I've kind of become like – you know, happy hour Friday. People ask me all the time for beer recommendations. So you can watch them. I give you a little review. I do untapped. So I'm on untapped. You can follow me there and see all my beer choices. So my scale is from zero to five. That's the untapped scale. Mike, you are no doubt about it. A Sam Boner at heart. I just jumped on your Instagram this morning just to see what I was getting myself into. And, and I, I'm, I'm just Going down your rabbit hole and Colin, this guy is Sam Bone in a daytime IPA from Lagunitas. Meanwhile, talking about how he's <laughs> doing himself justice because he's on a keto diet. <laughs> I'm like, you are well, speaking you. our language, my all friend. Right. And I'm a Miller Lite guy at heart, but when it comes to the shore, dude, I was on an all day IPA kick for, man, the longest time because it was one of those just crushable IPAs. Yeah. You could just drink on the beach, on the beach, four and a half, five percent. But, um, yeah, man, keep it up, dude. You are Sam Bone and Beers, and I love it. Mike. Mike. IPA is your classic, hey, I don't know a lot about craft beer, but if I want to give it a try, you would go to the all-day IPA. Now, you mentioned the Lagunitas. So there was a time I lost like 60 pounds because I did keto. So what happened was you can't have a lot of carbs on keto. So, you, you know, we started drinking the White Claws, and me and my girl – Friend looked at each other and said, nah, this isn't going to work. So I did all the research. I started researching. There's got to be low-carb, low-cal IPA beers. I could give you a list of 50 of them now, dude, and tell you yeah. if you're on keto, if you're on keto, I got 50 low-carb, low-cal IPAs that you can drink. 96 carbs, three-calorie beers that are very IPA. And that Lagunitas Daytime is number one on my list of 
of keto I style. It. No, I agree with you, man. The all day stuff was good, good two, three years ago. I think it's lost its luster a little bit. There's definitely way better it's, options. It's the Miller Light of the IPA. How about you know that? what I love? About the IPA, and again, I'm a I'm a I'm a numbers guy. I'm a consumer. If I'm going, I'm going. So the IPAs aren't. I'm not there yet. Maybe as a parent or an old fellow. That's where you go with Loganita's daytime. That's where you go with Loganita's daytime. Yeah. It's he doesn't like, like the hops, you, dude. He doesn't like the hops. I go Corona oh, light. Dude. I go Corona light, least gluten beer, and the next day because I'm playing and lifting, and I'm not as swollen. So I, I'm good. I like what I drink it. It's clear to me. Yeah. I feel great the next day. Also, the one IPA I do really love, though, other than KMA IPA, is I love High Life, Cigar City. Oh, high lie. Okay, so Colin, if you like high lie, this is good. There's a beer called High Low. It's the same cigar city, but it's less calories and less carbs. Oh, that's great cigar city knowledge. Cigar city. And the funny part is, all right, so I go to Tampa, Clearwater all the time. You go to all the bars down there. They have high low everywhere. So I said, do you guys not have high lie? And they don't even know what I'm talking about. But if you come here. You go to the liquor store in Cape May or up in – it's in an orange can with green. The high-low is in a green can with orange. It's just the reverse. It's um, it's about 100 calories and like six carbs. The high-low, it's called. Shout-out to Collier's Liquor Store in Cape May. Have to give them a free shout-out on the show. Uh, <laughs> now, okay, there's – I mean, that's just fantastic knowledge. Mick, do you go – what do you got for, for – nah, There's just this? a lot to unpack. I want to drive to wherever Mike is right now and just start sandboning some beers with him. This just summer, going. Mike <laughs> – Now, Mike, are, are you doing any show remote shows this summer that we can roll up on, Mike? I don't know yet. Somebody, I actually had a random person. I used to do a show down in Cape May at the Marquis de Lafayette. By the way, there's the high low, by the way. I don't know if you we can see it. We used to do it. it together, Mike. We did the show together. I used to ride no, my well, bike now. I'm talking to the, the viewers, not you. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a podcast, Mike. This we a did a show at the Marquis de Lafayette in Cape May. Every, what was it, Mondays, we were up there outside. It was fantastic. You know, it was um, awesome. I don't know. Um we just did a show over at Maynard's and Margate. What a great spot. Have you ever been to Maynard's and Margate? Man, they still got the trough in there to go to the bathroom. It feels like you're at the Palestra. Ah, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think. Yeah, Mike, you got to – is there any bars in Seattle, Mick, we can get Mike hooked up with, we can do some shows from? Then we'll roll oh. over and – Oh, man. We could definitely Dude. get some shows going in Seattle. Ocean Drive, uh, The Point. Might be able to set up at Mike's Seafood for help, for all we know. Yeah, I have to BYOB, uh, but still. What's there? The there's a board at the point. Is it called the point? It's new. It's right on the boardwalk there. Yeah. They have one in Summers Point, too. And you can take your boat to the one in Summers Point. The one in Seattle I have not been to. Right. Yeah. Same concept, man. I mean, the, the pandemic kind of kind of flipped a lot of things around. But yeah, same concept. You can boat to the Krabby Shack, you can go under the bridge, go right to the point. Now the one in Seattle is on the uh on the beach. It's the old carousel, the old Springfield. R.I.P. Oh, right, right, right. What was yeah. so we used to do our show at the Sixers Beach Bash at Jack's Place. Jack's, Jack's, yeah, man. Shout out. Wow. Gone, gone, but not forgotten. Jack's Place. So we did the show there. It was the year Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons were both there. The line to see those guys went from Jack's Place all the way around the block up to the beach. And at that point, they decided we're too big for this place. We got to move. Yeah. So they started to do like a caravan instead of like the Jack's place. And now Jack's place is gone. They tore it down, right? Sounds like the uh sounds like the Taylor Swift concert, Mike. <laughs> you were so Swift- Mike, what do you got on tap for us today, man? You gonna be talking just Sixers for the most most part? Uh yeah, a little of this. I got Sixers. We're gonna weave in Sal Powell's on Friday. He wants to come on to talk about the, the Eagles schedule release. So we're gonna dive into that. Every day at four o'clock, we do football at four. So it's like mandatory Metallica. All year long at 4 o'clock, we do football. And, uh, yeah, a lot of Sixers uh, post-mortem, I guess. Now the season's not over. Right. I, do they not know what time this game is going to be on Sunday yet? At time of recording, we don't have a time for this game yet, right? Yeah, every Mother's Day, every every Mother's Dream, right? Well, my <laughs> girlfriend's son has a crew race, and my girlfriend signed us up to be like the grill masters for the, for the, for the grill that day. It's got to be man. at night. I got a game one to three. I'm praying yeah. that it's later in the day. They got to no, bury well, that at night. The, the problem is on a Sunday, 
3.30 is like the prime time Sunday slot on a but Mother's it's, Day. But it's not on Mother's Day, though, because Mother's Day, right? People are going to church now. People are going to brunch. It's a whole – Mother's Day is more of a daytime thing, where Father's Day, well, in my house, it's an all-day thing. But well, the good news is, is that Denver won, so they're done. Yeah. Now there's only two games that they have to card, not three. If there was three possibly games three. that they were going to no, no, card, no, no, no. they were likely going to be the noon. No, possibly three because – well, no, 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 because the Heat-Knicks game is Monday night, right? Yeah, you got only Knicks, two, two got, games. Yeah, because you got Heat-Knicks. If that game goes seven, that's going to be Monday night. And if Lakers Warriors, that'll be Game Seven on Sunday. So there is a third game, but that game's going to be on Monday. Correct. What do you think about what do you think of a of the Eagles four twenty five Christmas Day Monday? I hate it. What? I hate it. Oh, because you want multiple days to party. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the Eagles on Christmas. Exactly, Colin is like having your birthday on Christmas. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm a big fan of Christmas. I got a 35, 40 people that come over here. We're hooting, we're hollering, we're listening to Christmas music. Basketball is one thing. I can, you know, I can, I can get by having the Sixers on, but both look, there's only the 16 day. games in a year. 16 games in a year. I look forward to those three hours on those 17. specific 16 days. For it to butt up against Christmas and they were already celebrating or half in the bag by three o'clock. Like I'm just not a fan of it, man. I really. Yeah, well, the Sixers are going to play on Christmas, I would imagine, again. So you're going to get a Sixers-Eagles. You might even get them crossing over times. Now, you also – we have a big New Year's Eve party at my house every year, and the Eagles play New Year's Eve at 1 o'clock. So do I start my New Year's Eve party at 1? We might not make it to the ball drop. That's it. Mike, you're not making it to the ball drop. I would make it maybe at 5, give yourself an hour of recouping, and then get back on the horse. Yeah. Yeah, but no, the Eagles it's a, are it's a playing Arizona. Schedule. They're playing Arizona at one o'clock on New Year's Eve. I mean, by that time you're hoping you're clinched and they're gone in the game. But that's the point that that Mick made. You only get 17 games. I hate to just be like, ah, this game's a waste. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, and that's actually one, and I'm sure you'll talk about this all afternoon, but that's only that's only one of three one o'clock games. They play two against Washington, one against Arizona, and everyone else is prime time, 425, and I want to Crazy. touch on this. I want to touch on this for the fans here. In Carolina, we played a lot of one o'clock games when I was there. We weren't very good. We were up and down and down a lot. And mm-hmm. it's a great routine to get in. When you're a player, just from the player's perspective, I'm not talking about fans. I'm talking about from a player's recovery mindset, family life balance. You play the game at one. You get at the stadium, say, between 9 and 10 a.m., 11 a.m. You get to the stadium, boom. You're out of the stadium by 5 o'clock. As a player, you're home for dinner at six. You want you get home for halftime of the of the afternoon games of the of the four thirty kickoffs or whatever. You have dinner, enjoy time with your family that came to the game. Get up the next day, you're able to get a good night's sleep. If you're the away team, you travel. You're home by nine o'clock. You, you're able to have a bite to eat and go to bed not too late. When you play primetime football games, when you play a four thirty, you play an eight thirty. Those eight thirty games, if you're traveling three four hour flight. You're not getting into your bed until five in the morning, six in the morning. If you're the road team, that has a massive impact on clubs. Now your veteran team, can you handle it? Of course, but these good football teams that play a lot of prime time, it's a grind. And all the fans, what, 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 what do you mean? But when you go to bed and put, lay your head in a pillow, you're getting on a 45 minute bus ride to take you to the plane, then go through t- a TSA, then get on the plane, then wait for clearance. If there's thunderstorms. So just something to talk about that I that has an effect on teams. Yeah. Now and 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 a maturity on the coaches to have to give guys more off time. Some coaches like, no, we're gonna grind. And it's like, dude, we just landed at five in the morning. I only got three hours of sleep, you know. So that's something to keep in mind. I'm no, not Colin, dude. Yeah, I think the birds, like I think they they open up Sunday night and then week two, they're Thursday night. I can't imagine. Really? Sunday 425. Sunday. Okay, Sunday 425, and then right into Thursday night football, week two. Yeah, they play Thursday night, and then the next week they play Monday. It's a weird Monday night because they're doing doubleheader Mondays. 7-15 Monday night game in week three. So they're playing Thursday night in week two, and then they have a weird month. So we were talking about, like, creatures of habit you guys are, man, and, like, to be yes. playing 425 Thursday, Monday, seven you're all over the map. And the nice thing is that's a winning football club. They have plenty of guys in that room that have done it before. They have veterans in every position. 
they're going to make sure everybody's ready to rock and roll. And there's trust there because in the, the day, like the NFL, if you're a good walkthrough football team, and I know it sounds crazy for people, but if you're a good, there's not a lot of players on the team. Like I'm playing defensive back in practice sometimes because we're short. People don't understand that. Like there's not a lot of humans to practice because your two left tackle, your left tackle and your right tackle, they're not practicing because they just took 80 ridiculous reps in the game. Jason Kelsey, how much is he practicing? Okay. And then all of a sudden you got who's running your scout team offensive line to give the defense a look. So you're thin. So yeah. if you're walking through a lot, your coaches are playing the scout team. So it's it's a unique side of it that people may not see. Um, but you have a veteran team, GM, you know, a lot of good pieces there that are gonna figure that puzzle out. I'm a huge bird fan of just the roster and the organization. Of course, fandom as a kid being growing up there, but they do it the right way. They do it the right way. They're highly respected. I think they'll handle it well, but it's unique. That Thursday night game's where? In New England? I mean, excuse me. The first game that we, is Sunday in New England? At New at England Atlanta. and home. It's a home Thursday night game against Minnesota. Okay, so I'll do the math here for fun because this is a unique topic. That's what we do here at the Sam Boner Show and not for all media. Unique shit. So <laughs> 4.30 kickoff Eastern time. Yeah, by the time they get out of the stadium, it's usually like five or six hours later. So you're going to get out at like, say, say you get to the plane at, uh, 10 o'clock, get aboard the plane, take off at 10 30, 11 home by 11 30 midnight drive to your house. You get, you're going to be sleeping when, by the time you calm down around one, two in the morning, you get, you sleep in as much as you can. You probably can't sleep in past like seven o'clock. Most guys are cause you're in routine by then. And then you're waking up, uh, for a lift or they're going to be walking through. So they'll walk through all week. So the recovery's done it. So again, that's the dynamic of it. Then they'll be off that weekend. Jason Kelsey would probably be down in sea aisle. If you want, he'll be down there the second week of the season in September. Um, so I don't know, just a fun little conversation there. But yeah, man, it's uh, there's a lot of merit though. People don't, you know, don't understand where the routines that these guys get in. You're used to playing at Sunday at one o'clock or four every once in a while. They're only playing one o'clock three times all year, and that's it. Everything else is all over the map, and and four twenty five and four o five and four thirty five. I mean. It's, yeah, uh, now they're kicking in the whole, you know, the flex system that comes comes into play week 13. I think it's going to be full-time next year. Yeah, it's dom- NFL's are trying to find a way to dominate. Like, when's Well, here's the thing playing. I thought. So they're playing Black Friday this year. Okay, that's cool. You got it. It's a 3 o'clock Friday game. That's another time that's way off the map. But, you know, Christmas is going to start moving up the week now. Are they going to try to stay and play Christmas games on Tuesday, Wednesday? Or are they just going to say, all right – We'll hold off and let the NBA have their day back for a couple of years. No, that'll never happen. The NFL now will find establish Christmas. Are they going to play Tuesday? Because next year, I guess Christmas will. This year, it's on a Monday, right? So it's going to be either Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Next year, they've already made that decision. That's already been talked about. There'll be a game, and it'll be between two teams, and they may not be the best two teams, but there'll be a game on, and and they're going to find a way to make that happen. You could flex into a Christmas spot too. There's a lot with that. But I would keep an eye. There's no way the NFL is going to give it up because how much money is that? Everyone's oh, yeah. off work. The the money talks, man. So did you ever play a game in uh, overseas? Did you have to play in any of those games? I did not. But a little insider knowledge on that. Um, I was there this this year, by the way. If everyone wants to go over there, I mean, seeing NFL football there would be great. But just go watch the soccer game over there. It's life-changing from a fan's perspective. It's super cool and unique. Um but I was there for a Tottenham Hotspur, so I was in the stadium. Now, one of my good buddies played for the Jets, and he's like, from a player's perspective, it sucks. Like, you stay, like, 45 minutes outside of London, and you practice, like, 45 minutes to an hour outside of London. So you don't even, like, enjoy it. Like, you just, you're just – it's no different. You just roll in and practice and then play and leave. Like, it's not really what it looks like from a player's perspective. Um, but the – and the problem is they have world-class grass there, again, from a player's perspective. Premier League only plays on grass. But they flip a turf over Tottenham. You could roll the grass off and turf pops up. So the guys play on turf, so guys don't like that either. Um, but that's just, again, from from my guys. Well, like, the Jags are playing their back-to-back weeks this year. Now, that'll be fun. They'll probably put them downtown, find a way to bust them to practice every day. Yeah. The, the, they'll, they'll be able to, at one point to actually field a team? Like a well, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a division over there. Germany. talked about that, you know, that Jacksonville was thinking about, you know, because the, the owner owns a soccer team over there. Uh, to put a team there full time, how are you getting free agents? And I think you, you expand it. I think they would expand. I think they would expand it, like the, the werewolves of London. Ah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's a good point, though. I, 
I think there could, I think they could do it if there's a team in like Germany and you play, you know, their teams go over there and they stay, right? So the Eagles go over, they play the team in England, they play the team in Ger- Germany back to back weeks and fly home, right? Then like those teams, they play Dallas, they play Houston, right? They're close and then they fly back to London, you know, something like that. I don't know. I, listen, I'm sure the NFL is talking about it. Why they not? had enough problems with the, making the schedule this year, apparently. Do you hear about this? You know, they didn't know the schedule was even going to be ready for last night. They were having so many problems because of the television networks fighting for the games. They got rid of the Fox CBS thing for the most part. Now it's a free for all. And they're like, no, I want that game. And then the, the schedule guy's like, well, then I got to move that, you know. So it was kind of a mess with um, with all the, the schedule. But, you know, they got it together. But putting teams over there would be another whole 932 sometimes is like i don't know I, i'm not a big fantasy football guy anymore but there's been days where i wake up like oh shit i gotta put this guy in my roster I didn't I didn't my i'm not like intently into it but like the fact that it's on while you're having coffee and you're just kind of like oh that's yeah, nice. yeah that's how i bad. that's how i got in the premier league because you're like ah what's this during college way, you asked me about the beer um I just had so the beer I had last night was called uh, what the heck was it called? Uh, Hayes Hayes Well with Others. I saw that. Hayes Well with Others was the beer. It's from Torrance, California. I just had a beer. I'll just because we're talking uh, Cape May County here. I was down at Mudhead in Wildwood. Good spot. spot. Yeah, real good spot. I was very impressed with the spot. I tried the beer, so I was recommended a beer called Rambler to Miami. The, I guess the backstory is Wildwood starts on Rambler Avenue and ends to, at Miami Avenue. So I had that beer. Uh, I gave it Who's a three. Who's the brewing company, Mike? Mudhen. 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 Are they brew the beer as well? Okay. All the beers they brew themselves, yes. I gave it a 3.75. I was very – I liked it. it. If you get into the force for me, I'm going back for more. Like, not that I wouldn't go back, but 3.75, very good. Uh, so try that beer out. I'll give them a positive uh, review. I wanted to because the guy told me, hey, will you try one of the beers? I said, sure. Which one? He told me Rambler to Miami is my style. I got it. So just for the people watching, Mud Hen was cool. They were very nice. They, they, they were they were cool with me and they recommended that beer. I would say definitely worth your time. Uh, three, seven, five. Is you know, we, we've been doing we've been doing this Sam Boners thing for close to four years two years live on the, on the media presence. And we have never, we do a monthly theme, cheesesteaks, hoagies, burgers, dogs, wild card, which is anything. We've never done a beer month. We don't I recently had Warwick brewing reached out. Wissahickon brewing reached out. They want, they want to get on board with the Sam boners. I'm just thinking to myself, like this could be some sort of cross collaboration. We could do a beer month and just start fucking hitting breweries left and right. Oh, wait. Just, just so quick. Kate May Brewing, I got recommended Snag and Drop. They got a four two five. I gave it's one of the highest beers I ever. Here's my problem: it's ten percent APB, which is a little Ooh. too heavy. Isn't that like the evacuation? They're they're Ooh. double IPA. They have a vac, but this is Snag and Snag and Drop. I was impressed, but it's too heavy, man. Ah, it's way too heavy, especially yeah, in the hot summer want, days. If you want one beer, I just want a beer. Four two five is the number out of five on the untapped scale. Bang! For those, we talk a lot of K May Brew today, and I'm, I got to know Ryan, the owner, founder. They're they're my neighbors in K May, and they're really just genuinely amazing people. They've become great friends with me and my wife Sydney and my family. So you're when if you support that business, like you're supporting good human beings. Um, but they just bought uh, Flying Fish. Yes, yeah. yeah, good humans, really good humans. And but they're they're boat ramp champ beer. Uh, which is paired with a qualified captain, which is a, just an hysterical Instagram page. That's like your Miller Light, your Coors Light of Cape May Brew. So they have that too. That's what I drink. Can't do the heavy beers, guys. I'm a volume guy. So if I do one of those, Original Fudge Kitchen, one of our sponsors, the sponsor of the Sam Boner Show, they did a collaboration with their beer. That's like 10% too now. They did a they did a stout with the fudge. So that will get you turned up. That's a little strong there, Mikey. Well, let me <laughs> tell you. Uh, other half is up in Philly, right outside. Okay. Of They're crushing it, dude. Dude, I watched the Phillies Cardinals uh, game up there when they beat the Cardinals to go on. Uh, other half, um, what is the name of that beer I had there? I got to find. I don't remember, but that place I recommend up in the Philly area. Oh, it's, it's, it's Fishtown, man. It's the Fishtown. and then they got the the bowling. 
place. What's that? The Austin. Brooklyn Bowl. Oh, uh, and Tonewood is the brewing company. The beer is Fuego. It's a Fuego. fish town, by the way. Fish town's a good the- thing. Mike, we could do a fish town episode in itself. It's a great oh, yeah. little area. Well, town dude, Tonewood is awesome. I'm a big, I'm a big uh, fan of the band Fish, and and a lot of their inspiration is behind yeah, well, that the band and Fuego the beers is- that they brew. The Fuego name of the beer is the Fish Album. Yes. Uh, but Kate May, you mentioned Kate May Brewing, which is fantastic. I love the snag and drop. I did my show at Slack Tide. Um, they're moving into a new huge place. For the, for the people who come down the shore and drive down like 55, there's a bunch of breweries that you can hit on the way to Cape May all the way through that are uh, – You need a driver. Yeah, yeah, the boat. You need a full-time driver at the same boners. See this oh. I'm telling you, the opportunities are endless. Summer's beer month. It's beer year. We're just going to have Mike be our collaborator. Summer's Point Brewing Company has a beer called Flake News. It is fantastic. I love Flake, the name. Flake News. There you go. Boom. Anything I've been to Black Mike Tide. Is- Black Tide's a good spot. I'm glad to see they're blowing up. Yeah. Mikey's got to run here in a couple of minutes. Anything for this legendary guys? So people in Philly, right? You listen to all 97.5, 94.1. A couple of years ago, I lived down in Cape May. And my dad says to me, he's like, I've been listening to the 97.3 here. And this guy, Mike Gill. He had a breath of fresh air. I think you're really going to enjoy him. And again, the Philly shows, I got it's all the same thing. It's a lot of backing. And yeah, I guess there's history. I know there's history listening to certain shows. I get it. But Mike's show, not to blow smoke, is fantastic. Um, it's fun. It's local. It supports the, the high schools locally down there. It, it's a history lesson of South Jersey sports. It's a it's all the, I, I love it. And I, Mike's a friend, and I'm patting him on the back, but I love his show. He's got a great show. So download on A73 app. I have it on my phone. I listen. I'll text Mike out of nowhere in season. Like, I disagree. I like whatever. So it's a good breath of fresh air. If you're looking for something different to the million callers on a show on a Philly radio show, Mike's show has a little bit of blend of this, that, the other thing. And I love your show, Mike. It's really yeah, we good. Do, uh, not a lot of caller. We, we take a text message, and I'll go back and forth on the text. But I can't talk to the callers all day because – I'd like to think of myself as a pretty even-keeled, level-headed. I let the irrationals text in, and I'll respond back and forth. But, yeah, we tried it. You know, I, I've done some stuff up in Philly. I've done some national stuff. But, uh, you know, we uh, we got a little niche in something. By the way, I do know a lot of, you know, of uh, people that work in the Philly market or, you know, stuff that have houses down here have always kind of grabbed me aside and said, you know, Hey man, we really like your show. So good show. That man, and uh, you know, but as you said, the beer reviews are something I'm loving, and I love what you guys are doing. I love that kind of stuff because it is local. It brings the the businesses and gives them a shout out, and hopefully, uh, you know, I don't try to embellish. So if you're not good, I'm going to tell you you're not good. <laughs> That's where we struggle. Yeah, no, nah, this has been a lot of fun, man. I, I, <laughs> I... who got a nine point eight that deserved a six point eight? Oh my uh, god, sounds like Colin. <laughs> I only eat at the best spots. Why would I, for my one shitty sandwich a week that I can pound in my belly, why would I go to a bad place? Yeah. Quest for the best, Mike. And, you know, it's, and, you know, all these places, the the different bakeries, and now with all the Cooper Sharp cheeses of the world, like it's, it's kind of hard not to produce a a solid cheesesteak. Man, dude, this has been a ton of fun having you on. I I can talk to you all day, Mike. I feel like I can talk to you all day. When I crack open a beer, I have no idea what it's going to taste like. So, You'll see from my facial expression, the sniff test, if I give it a whoo, you'll know that that beer is not, you know, although the sniff test is a big one. The smell of that beer is a, is a big sign on whether that thing's going to be good or not. Mike, Mike, if you're ever up in uh, the Ambler PA area, shout out to my good friend, Harry Himes. He opened up a place originally in Bluebell back in 2014. It's all craft beer. He's got 20 different craft beers on tap. He does sell Miller Lite and like the White Claws in the in the little coolers, but it's primarily all craft beer, Grateful Dead type of music, great little vibe in Ambler, downtown Ambler. If you're ever in the area, give it a try, man. You'll love it. You would love it. My bar of the week, by the way, would be Max's Tap House, Baltimore. It's the bar of the year. It's the best bar. That place is the best place you've ever been if you're a craft. Max's Tap House, Fells Point, that's your bar of the year right there. Wow, part of the year. <laughs> Listen, Baltimore, that town. I love Annapolis. I went to Baltimore first, found Annapolis for different reasons. But man, oh man, man alive is mixed. Says you talk about food and drinking. <laughs> it, it's fan. It's a small Philly. Um, yeah, it's great. Mike and I have talked about it before. Now, Mike, 
We're running along quickly. Yeah, I got to go. Best Italian hoagie, best cheesesteak at the Jersey Shore. Oh, oh, that's a tough one. Um, Name a few. Well, you got your okay. So you got your your White House Sacco's, Dino's, like your classic island shops, right? They're the the Amorosa, not the Amorosa. They are the um, um, the Atlantic City style roll, the the harder roll. They are your classics. You've got place like uh, uh, what's the name? Let's go out to Maze Landing to uh, Sugar Hill. Cheesesteak at Sugar Hill is phenomenal, right? A lot of people don't know it. It's kind of tucked, hidden away on Summers Point, Maze Landing Road. It's out in the middle of nowhere. But uh, Sugar Hill cheesesteak, fantastic. If you're getting like a, a regular, just like a, a regular, we call it a regular sub down here. What do you guys call it? Italian hoagie. Hoagie. Yeah, down here, a regular sub up here, it would be nonsense, a Mike. Hoagie. Nonsense. You know, um, a cheesesteak, by the way, at Tony Baloney's up in Atlantic City. It's way down in the inlet up on yeah. like Vermont Avenue. Outstanding cheesesteak Olay. Yeah, I thought you were going to talk about Tony's Baltimore Grill at one point oh. during the show, too. I mean, that's a legendary iconic. I've for pizza. You're going pizza style. You're going Baltimore Grill. I've been yeah, there dude. one in the morning after the Maxwell's. <laughs> yeah. One of uh, Tony's Baltimore Grill for the pizza. Legendary. You know, Italian Voltacos is no longer around. I mean, you're looking at uh, – if you're just going like Italian, a lot of people just go to the White House in Atlantic City. I mean, you can't go wrong if you're trying. If you if you're driving into Atlantic City, you got to stop at the White House at least once. The great Mike Gill, Absolutely. and it's not one of those tourist places like Pat's and Gino's where it's like it's so touristy that it doesn't live up to the hype. Sometimes the White House does live up to the hype. One hundred percent. It's not. It's number one on the Sam Boner top ten. Really? Yeah. As as we speak, it's a, the list is a little old, a little outdated. I don't know if it'll keep that ranking, but. One of my favorite spots to hit in the Jersey Shore, for sure. It's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Yes, sir. Great Mike Gill. You're the best. Thanks for coming on, man. We had a blast. Guys, you get a 9.8. Oh, <laughs> on the fan boner scale. Our future beer, our beer guy. Uh, Mike, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. We appreciate everyone at Lilo's. Our friends over at Lilo's, they are the best. They treat us so well, and we love their freaking food over there. Amazing. And then our friends at the original Fudge Kitchen, fudgekitchens.com. Shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country. Stay tuned, guys. Bullpen episode next week, right, Mickey? And then we got Seattle. We got Seattle. And uh, let's not forget Corpoli's Italian Bakery, another big friend of the show. If you've never been to Corpoli's, Mike, that right there is the best tomato pie in the world in the entire tri state area. They have tons of goodies there. <laughs> Place is a problem. I love it on there, though. Love it to death. That does it, Mickey. Sam Boner out. Thanks, Mike. See you guys.